As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. This is Leafs Morning Take with Nick Alberga and Jay Rosehill. Now we've got a fight started here right off the bat with Rosehill. 30 minutes of live nonstop Leafs talk starts now. What is good? Happy Thursday presented by PointsBet Canada. It's the Thursday edition of Lease Morning Take. Nick Alberga and Jay Rosehill. Rosie, how you feeling on this thirsty Thursday? I'm sure you're going to have a couple cocktails tonight, my man. Yeah, we will see. The wife's out of town. Me and the boys might uh, have a little boys night. I don't know what they're going to be drinking, but I might have something hard. I like that. I like that. Speaking of boys, we should promote coming up tomorrow. We uh, had the pleasure and liberty of interviewing Claude Giroux of the Ottawa Senators. So we're going to play that in its entirety coming up tomorrow. Great get by you. We even joked about you potentially being an NHL insider in your media career, which I think would be fucking hilarious. Oh, I swore again. Damn it. <laughs> oh, we're already, already toast on YouTube. That took all of 45 seconds. <laughs> this will be the running gag on the show for the rest of eternity but again that's jay rosehill i'm nick alberger remember to subscribe tap that like button leave us a review wherever you're checking us out don't forget to visit theleafsnation.com for the very latest in all things toronto maple Leafs thoughts comments questions or concerns leave those in the chat down below we'll get to them and again feeling good about this maple Leafs team as we get over the boards All right, so uh, lots to cover on today's show. It is a back-to-back, and we always like to bring up the back-to-backs, Rosie. Toronto 5-0-1-1, by the way, in the second game of back-to-back so far this season, the latest being that win in Philadelphia back on Sunday. But three in a row, let's take care of last night's game first, the 2-1 win against Nashville. I thought it was a gutsy effort, sans Austin Matthews. Yeah, it was. It, uh, you know, a low scoring affair. I think with those two goalies going at it, uh, we should have taken the under going into it. I thought about that about halfway through, but uh, it, uh, it was. You didn't seem to notice Austin missing too much, except for on the power play, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, really trying to get that thing going and find the jam. Obviously, they got it done uh, late in the game and, and did enough to win the game for sure, but um, kind of just an overall defensive goaltender battle is what it looked like to me and and yeah it's nice again that you when you're missing a guy like Austin Matthews he uh you got some other guys to step up guys like Nylander Tavares and Marner who all stepped up uh in according to uh getting the win 
The biggest positive for me, Rosie, was Matt Murray, 32 stops. He made a couple of 10 bellers like in the first two minutes of the game. I thought he made a couple of big time ones late in the game when it was in fact 2-1. And uh, Toronto, don't look now, has surrendered four goals in their past three appearances. Are they starting to turn a corner defensively again, Rosie? Yeah, hopefully. I mean, there was a little hiccup there last week um, where, you know, some fingers were getting pointed at different things and the Twitter folks came out of the woodworks. You're pointing at me? No chance. <laughs> this goaltending duo, I'm all behind, man. They've been solid. And you know they're going to have a hiccup here and there. But, uh, you know, over the weekend, they proved that they were bouncing back. And then Murray did a hell of a job last night. And I just think they're solid and can't wait for Sammy to get in here tonight and uh, do the same thing against the Detroit Red, Red Wings here. Dude, Johnny T is buzzing. The captain's on fire again. A goal and an assist. His third straight multi-point effort. I think since the onset, this guy's been underrated, which is crazy to say considering the coin they gave him. But to be the captain of the Toronto Maple Leafs and produce the way he has, I, I don't think he'll ever get enough praise as a Maple Leaf or throughout his career. I think he's been exceptional this season, Rosie. Yeah, and he's exceptional at both ends. Like, he's just a responsible player. He's a smart player. He can be using all kinds of different things, you know, off face-offs, um, just when you need to shut it down. He just never has that blunder. He's never trying to, to get his cookies. He's never trying to do the high-risk, low-percentage plays, but still gets it done like crazy. And, you know, to put up, you know, close to career numbers here this year in his whatever teenth year it is, is impressive. And, and all the way he's leading this historic franchise, you know, they're second in the NHL right now. Like all this team gets is heat and questions and they're second in the league. Like what more do you want right now? Yes, the playoffs are coming. Yes, they need to get to the second round. But I mean, say we face... Tampa in the playoffs this year, again, which it looks very much like we will. We're a much better team than we were last year, and Tampa's not as good a team as they were last year, and we were one goal in overtime away from winning that series. So, like, all you can do is be happy with where they are, but no one seems to want to do that. But that's, that's, the, uh, that's the culture of sports, I guess, right? Yeah, it's the uh, story for springtime. Don't worry about it. We will get to that in the spring when they inevitably take on the Tampa Bay Lightning in round one of the Stanley Cup playoffs. You mentioned Tavares, or I did. Um, that's his 13th 20-goal season in his NHL career. You just talk about the you know, the body of work, the resume, the professionalism. Uh, it's all intertwined in John Tavares. I, I just think he has been such a great story for this Leafs team, considering the heat he took for coming home, which, again, made no no sense to me. Uh, Mitch Marner, the game-winning goal with 115 remaining. We'll get to that shitty-ass power play yesterday. It was terrible without Austin Matthews, but the irony, they scored the game-winner via the power play. He ties another Daryl Sittler record. The franchise home point streak, 18 games. Again, I've run out of superlatives to describe and talk about Mitch Marner's season. He has been sensational, and it always seems like he's coming up with a big-time goal, which Rose, I hope, translates to the Stanley Cup playoffs this time around. Yeah, big time, man. I mean, he's been stepping up this year in a big way, getting the big goals, getting the big points, being the man, right? And and that's what you need, and it's nice to see. Um, it does make me kind of scratch my head at, you know, a buddy of mine last night was texting me uh, who's a big-time follower of the Edmonton Oilers, doesn't follow the Leafs too much, and he just says, hey, what's with Matthews? Is he hurt or what's going on? And I just kind of said, yeah, it's kind of a maintenance injury, day off, whatever. But I, it makes you think, you know, he hasn't. He's kind of been, 
I don't want to say a shell of himself of last yeah. year because that's not fair. His numbers are great, and he's been he's had just a really consistent input. But imagine that like he he's not been what he was last year. But imagine he kind of finds that late in the season, and Marner's doing what he does, and our goaltenders are putting up nine six save percentages, man, and our defense is cleaning it up big time. Like look out, right? And look out. That's all you can say. All the pieces are there right now. And like you say, imagine they roll this into the playoffs and there's no reason to think they won't because they're doing it right now. And I mean, it's uh, it's it's just something to think about. And again, I just can't help but be content with where they are. Number two in the NHL. Like, how can you do, how can you, how can you throw any shade at them? How can you expect any more at this point as a fan? I don't give a rip what you've gone through in the past. What has this group done for me lately? And they have done a lot. Yeah, and, and I'll mail you out a participation ribbon because, yeah, it's been a fun little ride here in the Stanley <laughs> Cup playoffs. But I'm sorry to break it to you. Nobody gives a shit about the 82 games. At least I don't. I, I'm just – I'm treading water. I'm, I'm getting prepared mentally, physically, whatever I need, getting my, my alcohol supply ready for the Stanley Cup playoffs when it begins for real. Like, this is a fun little ride, but we want to get serious in the second half. That's all – I think people are saying that's all Leafs fans are saying because they've been through this rodeo time and time before in the last decade. But yeah, it's been a phenomenal ride. I think they deserve, um, you know, all the praise in the world. They've been really, really steady defensively speaking. I think this is a much improved team. And again, credit to them. They found their game a bit the last little while after a, what a two week blip, and it just shows you the, you know, the the microscope of this city that you lose a couple games and it's like the sky is falling again. So you mentioned Nawaste Matthews. Um, I again, I, to your point, I, I thought it was really evident his loss and his absence, the power play, uh, which again was funny because they end up scoring on the four minute peeper with 422 left, 115 left. Mitch Marner scores the winner and they were really snapping it around. It was Tavares to Nylander to, to Marner in an open net and not even the great UC Saros, who's been on complete fire, could stop that puck. It just shows you the weapon that is this Toronto power, the, the weapon that is this Toronto power play. Like it was just a great finish to a, a lousy game on the peeper. Yeah, it is. Uh, they are a weapon and they should be more of a weapon. I mean, for what they can do and the players they have and the chemistry they have and the depth they have with scoring, you'd think that uh, they would be right up there at the very top of the NHL. And sometimes they seem to not be able to find it. Um, sometimes, you know, Morgan Riley's taking heat when he's on it and then they're taking yeah. heat if he's not on it. And it's kind of back and forth. But, uh, you know, they got a little... They got a little, I don't want to say a gift. It was a clear, hard, heavy, high stick um, that should have been a penalty, no question. I just, I, I always just cannot stand, like, I can't believe the rule is still in the NHL where it's an extra two minutes for drawing blood. And I say that because I'm a guy whose nose would bleed at the drop of a hat. It's ever since I was a kid, <laughs> I got my blood vessels broken doing whatever, and I could flick my nose and it's gushing blood. And there's other people where you could beat their nose into mush and no blood will come out. And that's the difference between an extra power play on top of another one. And it's just such a silly rule, drawing blood. It's like you could have the easiest, simplest high stick and it's a, a four minute or you could absolutely tomahawk someone across the cheek and it's only two. <laughs> it just does not make sense to me. I hate that rule, but it, it, it uh, benefited the Leafs last night anyway. That is a unique perspective from somebody who had a couple fights in the National Hockey League. You know what I thought was great yesterday? And we talked about him going into the game, and he's been an exceptional story. Willie Nylander, man, played up the middle, 
two apples. Um, I think they have to keep exploring that. There's been a lot of, uh, of conversation. No, I think they think they maybe lack a bit of depth up the middle. Maybe they could add a center. Maybe it's an O'Reilly. Maybe it's a Horvat. Maybe somebody it's like, you know, somebody who can play up the middle. But I think provided, you know, Nylander continues to contribute and play the way he is and he looks like he's being shot out of a cannon, I think he keep going to that well, man. Like he has been off the charts good this season, Rosie. Yeah, and people keep talking about him as trade bait. Like, wh why do you like he's so good? Well, it's because they can't they can't afford him. They they can't afford him after this season. But well, are you tr I, are you trying to win this up. year? No. Touchy. You trying to win this year? We're not going to bring. <laughs> yes. You want you want to get O'Reilly? He's like minus twenty eight. No, think no. He who's talking about trading Nylander right now? Who's talking about trading Nylander huh? right now? Who's talking about trading? People are Nylander talking about right dishing Nylander for like stud defensemen and stuff like that all oh, the time. That's nuts. That's nuts. I agree. Good. Glad we're on the same page, Nikolai. Um, I, I think I don't want to have this conversation because people get all bitchy about it, but it's something they're going to have to look at in the offseason. But we are going to praise the regular season of Willie Nylander. Again, uh, outstanding yesterday, two apples and a 2-1 victory for the Maple Leafs against the Nashville Predators. So now the back-to-back -back as referenced uh, into Detroit to take on the Red Wings for the third time of four this season they'll play one more time april 2nd at scotia bank arena but they've had their way with detroit and most notably back on saturday a 4-1 victory i think you look at the tape and you say we can take care of business i don't care if it's a back-to-back -back. yeah and we talked about it earlier in this week about not looking forward to the saturday game which is clearing away yeah. the big game of the week playing the boston bruins number one versus number two right now interestingly enough and a team that we would desperately like to catch in the standings and they've given up zero footing so far. So to get this kind of a, you know, four point game on Saturday is very easy to look forward to, but do not look past the Detroit Red Wings. I mean, a very close game yesterday against the uh, Nashville Predators, uh, you know, very middle of the pack team. And now you got kind of a, a Detroit Red Wings team that you've had success against. Easy to look past for sure, but last thing you want to do is start having hiccups and dropping the ball and having some bad habits creep into your game right before that Saturday game. So I'm hoping they're uh, they're tight and and tuned going into that game. And nice to see uh, you know our backup goaltender, quote unquote, against uh, the Red Wings again tonight. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Ilya Samsonov is who you're referencing, and I wonder if he can carry the torch again. Four goals against in the past three appearances for the Leafs. All, all three victories, of course, looking for four in a row against Detroit. Would you play Matthews if, if you're Sheldon Keefe? Like, I'm erring on the side of caution, I think, if I'm Sheldon Keefe. And all they pretty much said the last couple of days, it's something he, that's been bothering him for a while, like whatever that means. And I think it's it's been quite definitive and clear, I think, in anybody who's watched Austin Matthews this season, there, there's something a bit off, you know, and it's so easy to, to speculate and say it's an injury, but there seems to have been something off from the onset early on in the season. Uh, would you err on the side of caution and say, you know what, Austin, take this night off, maybe have a couple of pops with your dad. It is the dad's trip. 
Yeah, it totally depends on what it is, man. Like, what is bothering him? How bad could it be? What are the doctors saying? Is it getting better day to day? If it is, then then by all means, you know, let's try to get it to 100%. Let's try to be ready for Saturday. Um, I have no problem with that. But um, at the end of the day, we don't know what it is and what it's like. I don't know if this nagging injury is is contributing to him not being as good as his potential is, you could say. Um, it's all dependent on those factors. And I mean, they're going to have to get together with the trainers, the doctors, and the coach and say, you know, what's going on? What do you feel? And at the end of the day, I think the only one that really knows what the difference maker is going to be is Austin Matthews. And if he says, you know, that that was pretty beneficial, I feel like I'm getting better every day without, you know, banging it around and grinding during game days. And if I could take one more off, I think it would be really beneficial. Then apps, by all means, you know, sit him out. We've shown that we've got enough weapons to win games against these teams, but I would like him to be ready for Saturday, no doubt, or else I'm really thinking maybe there's a bigger problem than people are uh, letting on. Yeah, that's the thinking. And again, I think they're they're trying to control it a bit. Um, I, I'm sure there. Anytime there's an injury, you have to wonder, you know, what truly is up. But you know, it, from the sounds of it, they don't seem to um, worked up about it, which is excellent news. And I think, assuming that he could play, like let's say yesterday was game one of the Stanley Cup playoffs, it felt like Austin Matthews could have played. Um, but I don't mind load management to borrow, a, a, you know, a Kawhi Leonard conversation um, especially when it comes to one of the best players on the planet your best player I think you are trending and trying to get this guy fully healthy and ready for game one of the Stanley Cup playoffs and if that means missing a couple games midway through the season so be it you know selfishly I would not like to see Austin Matthews at all-star weekend go away with your family go away with your friends have a couple days away from the ice uh, I've got no problem with that and we'll see if he is in fact name an all-star um, but I, I've got no problem sitting this guy out for, what, six days, potentially to have him back against the Boston Bruins on Saturday. That should be a marquee game. And I think, at the very least, he has earned it. And it gives opportunity for other guys. You know, speaking of which, what, what did you make of uh, Bobby, don't call me Vince McMahon's NHL debut last night? Played 11-02. Yeah, it looked pretty solid. You know, you get over 10 minutes in play. And um, they put a little highlight package together of him there, which is uh, kind of neat for them to lifts. do for a guy of... <laughs> Yeah, I was kind of, uh, <laughs> it, it looked good. I mean, he, at the at the time where they yeah. did that package, he had about eight minutes played and, and yeah. he had, you know, four really solid clips, which is pretty hard to do with the nerves going on. Your dad's in town, first NHL game in Toronto, uh, difficult to do. So, you know, the kid looks like he's got a little bit of size and quite a bit of speed. And, yeah. you know, I'd, I'd like to see him throw that body around and get on the four check and, and kind of be uh, an asset that way. And it looks like he's, confident and he's able to make some plays and just just look pretty good for a guy that's never played a game in that league so and everything Sheldon positive Keefe, uh, yeah no I, I nothing but positives on my part like he didn't he didn't flip the pendulum one way or another for me like there's i think plenty of guys who can make that type of mark in the league it is one game too but to play 1102 i think is a welcome sight sheldon Keith felt very positive and was sort of raving about him post game so I'm sure for sure we'll, we'll see him back out there against Detroit tonight. And I think all the power to them. I, re I really want to see what they have in the American Hockey League. The Marlies are having a great year. Um, again, as mentioned, he's coming off the reigning player of the week in the American Hockey League. So might as well give him a look. And uh, it's safe to say I wasn't crazy about Pierre Engvall in the top six. Uh, I, I hate him on the second power play unit, man. Just, just keep... And I, I'm not being mean about this. Like, keep that plug in the bottom six. You need your bottom six plugs. The guy does a lot of really good things well. 
but he's definitely like an not an offensive heavy guy that I would think about scoring that big time goal. No, he's not. And my qualm with him is, and and more so than Kerfoot, it is just like, like just it's it's not. IQ. I don't want to say, I don't, yeah, and just. Like, if it's not going your way, he's just kind of always just blends in, always just kind of blending and blending. And it's like, would you do something like get pissed off or just unload the tank one shift and just run around and just be an asshole and chuck somebody and get that puck and forecheck like crazy and beak off a little bit and just make some fireworks? Like, do do something. Do something better. Don't just – it's like he's always just kind of looking around waiting – waiting for the seam to open up and just kind of waiting yeah. to get that play. And then just about like 85% of the time, it just ne nothing comes of it. And he just has a useless shift. And it's like, I know not everyone can go out there and be Nylander every night, but, but like, yeah. it's like, just try to force something if it's not there tonight. And it's not there almost every night. I know he chips in with some goals here and there, but yeah, definitely a frustrating thing. And you can't expect everyone to be, that much jam but like try to do something like show me that you're doing everything in your control to be effective and he just doesn't seem to do that six foot five he plays like he's five foot ten and therein lies the problem but again don't get me wrong um Engvall's done a lot of really good things this season I just think he's better served in the bottom six and quite frankly I wouldn't I wouldn't mind seeing a guy like McMahon serve in the in the top six if if Matthews can't go tonight. And again, we're not privy to to, to lineup information. It is a back to back. We're not going to know much, I think, until closer to puck drop if Matthews is going to play. If he's not, so this is just sheer speculation on this part. Speaking of speculation, uh, I'm not sure if you saw this story late on uh, Wednesday night, but according to a report in the Toronto Star, the Toronto Maple Leafs are closing in on hosting the 2024 NHL All-Star Game. Of course, the festivities in Sunrise, um, Florida this season. What do you make of this? It's been 24 years. I think it's a long time coming, and it is, um, you know, the mecca of hockey, right? That's crazy that they don't have it. They always seem to have it at, I think they're trying to grow the game, right? And, uh, you know, there's, yeah. no, there's no help needed to uh, get hockey involvement in the city of Toronto um, so it's almost like we know we're going to sell it out we know everyone's there is going to be a lifelong hockey fan uh, they, te they se seem to want to do it in places uh, like Dallas or Arizona or Florida or wherever they do it Columbus and these places where you know you want to get the non-hockey fan invested in hockey. And like you mentioned a couple of weeks ago, the kids, it's such a good thing for the kids. And I don't yeah. love the all-star game. It doesn't do anything for me. It means nothing. It's guys are dinking around wearing capes and doing weird shit. And they're trying so hard to think of new crazy things and reinvent the wheel. And I just roll my eyes at it, but I'm more of a pure hockey guy. So if you want to, you know, involve kids and fans of the game that aren't normally, I think that's a good way to do it. And I think that's why it hasn't been there in 25 years, which almost blows your mind. But when you think about it a little bit deeper, you kind of understand why, but nonetheless exciting that it'll come into uh, potentially Toronto next year. And I imagine it'll be a big splash in that town. The last time it was in Toronto, they're all stars. Matt Sundin, Dmitry Yuskevich, and Curtis Joseph. That's how long it's been. <laughs> no it just kidding. shows going you back how long it, like the year 2000. So echoing your, 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 your sentiments, like I think it's great for the kids. Obviously, it's a boost for tourism. But I could only wonder somebody who rolls into town saying, hey, 
I'm going to take my family to All-Star Weekend. I don't know if it's adjusted prices, but knowing what I know about being at Scotiabank Arena, it's about 50 bucks for a beer. Not quite. I'm exaggerating, but it's really, really expensive. Imagine lumbering in for All-Star Weekend and taking your family and, and, and the price tag that comes with that, especially in Toronto. Yeah, it would be massive. Um, not, not, not a cheap thing. Not something that uh, anybody going paycheck to paycheck is going to be able to do, which is super unfortunate. But um, yeah, yeah. Again, why they maybe have it down in other other uh, barns. But I mean, is it really that much cheaper to go to fly into Fort Lauderdale and get a hotel somewhere, and then you're going to have to travel to the rink? I mean, there's not much around that rink. It is in the middle of the marsh by the outlet malls. Um, which has always been my problem with the Florida Panthers. Um, There's not much around there, to be honest. So most people are going to be based out of Fort Lauderdale, and I can't imagine the beers are too much cheaper in their barn. But nonetheless, it's an expensive sport, and, uh, you know, those owners want their dough too. So, yeah, I can't imagine anything being cheap. But that being said, I just got back from Disneyland, and that felt like uh, getting shot in the wallet pretty hard too. So there's not much much in today's world that's uh, cheap when you're doing tourism stuff, is there? Yeah, you know what it is? It's inflation. Everything these days we blame on inflation. You know, it's 80 bucks for a beer, inflation. Uh, my, my car's got a flat tire, I need a replacement, inflation. You got to pay out the ass for a new tire. It's just a revolving, evolving door of inflation. But yeah, it's intriguing and I think it's so great for the city, man. Like as somebody who is a Toronto resident, I am looking forward to 2024 and the NHL All-Star Game uh, potentially being in our backyard. So we'll see if that comes to fruition. But that is a report from the Toronto Star. Meantime, the wrap-up is brought to you by our friends at Points Back Canada. I went two for two yesterday, Rosie. I had the over UC Soros, 30-plus saves. He hit that. And uh, John Tavares, it took a while, but I got that apple on the power play with 115 remaining. So tonight, I am sticking with that leaf-heavy theme that's brought us success all season long. This team is a wagon. We all know that. Into Detroit to take on the Red Wings. And one guy I brought up earlier on who I've just loved this season, Willie Nylander. I'm looking at not one, but two props tonight. Over three and a half shots on goal. He hit it yesterday, hit four. Cleared in three of the last four, that number of three and a half. And how about an anytime goal for Nylander? Um, I think he's hit a bit of a rut, if maybe. Um, he played up the middle, so no Matthews. This guy's going to be shot happy. They're looking for that trigger guy on the power play. One goal in the past seven. So I like the over three and a half shots on goal and an anytime goal for Willie Nylander tonight. Yeah, that sounds good. I think that should be some some serious plus money. Not easy, uh, not easy things to do for anybody, especially when you're just picking a single player. And uh, you know, four shots is a lot. Like you said, he got it last night. But um, not not a bad bet when you think when you know the team and you follow them really closely. Uh, I was checking the box score last night and uh, early on in the game and saw that uh, Tavares had a goal. I chuckled to myself knowing that you picked him for an apple and thought, oh shit, he's yeah. gonna score tonight, not dish. But uh, eventually got you one too. So. Hot, hot on to the trail rate again here for you. Two in a row is not easy to get one when you do this damn segment, let alone two. So good on you. And uh, yeah, I imagine that's some good plus money and not a bad bet either on Nylander. He's been, uh, he's been very, very solid. The moment I say that I, I'm going to start losing, but last night I had seven props in play on a betting platform and I went six for seven. The only thing that I missed was Zach Hyman. And the over shots on goal. He had two shots on goal. needed over three and a half. But I got McDavid. I had the Tavares anytime assist. Uh, I had the Oilers puck line. Like, I was feeling it last night. And Zach Hyman let me down. I could have went seven for seven. But you take your winnings in betting. And 
we move on. So we look forward to this Leafs and Detroit game. And again, we're looking forward to Friday's show as well. We're going to preview Leafs and Bruins number one. That's going to be an epic battle on Saturday. I'm also looking forward to Seattle and Boston tonight. Uh, Seattle's won six in a row. They're, they're probably, you know, if not the, the hottest team close to that. And maybe it's the two hottest teams doing battle in Boston between the Bees and the Seattle Kraken. And also, as mentioned off the top, your buddy, your former uh, teammate with the Philadelphia Flyers, Claude Giroux, we pre-taped with him yesterday. We're going to play that interview tomorrow, Rosie. Yeah, anyone who's liking uh, the likes of a man who's been in the league for endless years, all-star caliber guy, man, it's crazy. I, I kind of think of G as, you know, a middle-of-the-pack age-wise guy and a little bit younger when I played with him. And the years tick by, and he's talking about getting made fun of for being a Wiley veteran on his team, uh, which is one of those things that just happens, man. So, uh, But also a very solid guy. Um, Good interview yeah. with him and always a guy that's quite media trained and says the right things and stuff. And we try to put him on the spot here or there and he doesn't bite too hard, but uh, always a good chuckle with G solid guy, solid teammate. So that'll be fun. And yeah, I, I, with the Kraken and the, and the Bruins here, I just, I just keep waiting for someone to kick a leg off the chair of, uh, of these Boston Bruins. And I would just love it if they could gain some frustration against the the Kraken and and get some some bad mojo going of some kind. I don't know what it's going to look like, but be nice if uh, if they could start dropping some points and we could claw on some ground. And, they you know, then on Saturday night they go into playing the Leafs and they know damn well they've lost to the Leafs already this year, which only a handful of teams have, believe it or not. So um, a nice little, uh, nice little weekend coming up of hockey and uh, some meaningful stuff going on for our Toronto Maple Leafs. Now that you say that, I might take a stab on the Seattle Kraken as a road dog, just more so because of how hot they've been. And uh, with you, like uh, Boston's got four regulation losses, man. It's January 12th. Like at some point in time, they have to start losing some games. They're on pace for like a record season. And it just shows you like Toronto is on pace again for like 115, 116 points. And they're still a billion points behind Boston. They've just been... An exceptional story. Uh, Tim York writes in, looking at a draw in Boston tonight. I like that. So looking at potentially some OT action between Seattle and the Bees. He's betting on the perfection line. It's always a really, really good bet. Of course, Jake DeBrusque banged up a couple weeks ago. So the perfection line is back together for the Boston Bruins. So a lot of things to consider on tonight's plate as we wrap here, Rosie. Yeah, and not to be a whiner or anything like that. And I know <laughs> Leafs fans uh, get a lot of heat from other uh, other fans about this. But like, what are the chances the Boston Bruins weren't really on anyone's radar to be this good? And the Leafs have had the season that they've had, and they're still not winning their goddamn division. Like, like, come on! If you don't run into a three-time Stanley Cup finalist one year, then you run into this record setting no one's ever had a better season potentially other team that comes out of the woodworks like what gives man we're doing everything we can to be able to run through the playoffs and constantly just run into garbage but I mean that is life in this division I guess but it just it seems like you got to shake your head sometimes because we're doing everything right and things kind of keep stacking up against and I'm not making excuses or anything if you want to be the best you got to beat the best I get all that mm -hmm. but just kind of makes you shake your head that you're having this kind of a season and you're really nowhere close to leading even your division do you understand french not really say la vie say la, la vie en francais that's life my dude i know exactly what you're saying you're not complaining and again we'll look forward to that game against the boston bruins coming up on saturday that's jay rosehill i'm nick alberga thanks so much for listening and watching take care talk on friday